to the JMP cast. I'm your host, Josiah Michael Pyatt. This podcast is centered around the question, what does it look like to live in our identity in Christ and to actively participate in the Father's kingdom that's in our midst? Well, today we step into our second last episode within this series entitled, When God Says No, Learning How to Suffer Well. So today I want to talk to you about something that hopefully will help tie together a bunch of the episodes and really the heart behind this series. And that is this. The no that we have been given is heavy. It's not easy. And it's something that we need to face. And yet, Despite the no that we have been given, Jesus does not leave us to our own devices, but he has entered into these spaces. And because the Father's love for us is vulnerable, he will not force himself on us. Instead, he will wait eagerly, patiently, on the edge of his seat, waiting for you and I is to say the words help (laughs) we need you please show up now can God sovereignly interact without our permission absolutely but there's something about this invitation that we see all over scripture and specifically within suffering and in this know that we've been given that I hope that you've been able to hear That there is actually an invitation behind this for us to experience God in a new and deep way. So I want to start by just reflecting and just sharing with you how if you look at the gospel, specifically John, one of the things that you're going to see in that gospel is this emphasis on God, on Jesus's relationship with the Father through the Holy Spirit. There's such a beautiful relational intimacy and unity that the Trinity have together that's so beautifully expressed through the Gospels and through Scriptures and through John's Gospel. And one of the things that we see in John's Gospel is Jesus actually inviting us into that unity, into that intimacy. Now, to be very clear, we do not become God when we are entering in to that unity, but we are in relation to him through the language of sonship and daughtership. That was kind of like the father's way of like having uh, language for you and I to use to try to describe the intimacy and the unity that we get to have with him through the son by the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, really, ultimately, walking with Jesus is less about what we do for Jesus and more about what he has done for us. That is what is foundational to the faith that you and I walk in, is not that we can do anything to deserve this love or this relationship or this forgiveness from our sins that we desperately need. It is that it is only through him that those things have happened. 
Now, what I hope you can hear in that is an invitation for intimacy. This invitation absolutely can be found even through the no that we have been given, even in the not yet. And it's something that can be experienced by, by, uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit because of the Father's mercy. So specifically, I actually want to read to you, if you remember, I think it was the third episode we talked about the need that you and I have for an encounter and, and how Paul talks about his thorn in the flesh. Now, there's something I didn't tell you intentionally that I wanted to kind of save for today. Call it a treat. Call it something that we can hold on to. Whatever you want to call it. Let's go into it. So this is 2 Corinthians, and it's, uh, oh, where are we? 12 verses 1 to 10, and I've been reading from the English Standard Version. I must go on boasting, though there is nothing to be gained by it. I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who for 14 years ago was caught up in the third heaven. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man was caught up into paradise. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And he heard things that cannot be told, which men may not utter. On behalf of this man, I will boast, but on my own behalf, I will not boast except for my weakness. Though if I should wish to boast, I would not be a fool, for I'd be speaking the truth, but I refrain from it so that no one may think more of me than he sees in me or hears from me. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelation. Do you understand what he's saying? He's saying that he's had encounters and intimacy and revelations of Jesus that were so deep, that were so personal that he can't even utter what they were. He, it, many scholars believe that he is that man that went to the third heaven or whatever he, however we read it out and described. And so he's saying out of this context of encounters, Jesus gave him this thorn in the flesh. So I'll continue reading if I can find it. So to keep me from being conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelation, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest upon us, uh, upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You see, there is not only this invitation for us to know that we need an encounter when we've been given a no, but there is an understanding that for all of us, there is a depthness of relationship that we get to have with Jesus as we seek him. And this suffering and this no that you and I have been given is not going to hinder the, our ability to have these types of revelations and this type of intimacy more importantly. Right? Paul's not boasting in the revelation. He's posting in Christ alone, right? And so I think behind this message, 
we also see this invitation for intimacy within the thorn that you and I have been given. So even though this is incredibly difficult to deal with this not yet, even though there is a very well and valid and permission and even invitation for you and I to mourn and to lament the life that we're living and the life that we won't be able to live, even though uh, we have to process these things. We have to deal with the cobwebs. We have to deal with the wounds that have come through this suffering. We have to deal with the spider, right? We have to face these things, all these different things that we've been talking about in the last, I believe, 13 episodes. Despite all of those things, there's also something here for you and I to hold on to within our know. And that is that we have an opportunity to experience intimacy that is so precious and so beautiful. And honestly, it's something that is a gift for those who are suffering. It's a gift. Now, again, you please, if I hope this is not the first episode you're listening to in this series, you know there's heaviness, there's difficulty, there's all those things. I am not in any way trying to minimize or normalize any of that evil or that suffering that you and I are going through. But simultaneously, I will tell you, and I'm sure if you have been on this journey with this, no, you can testify to this or at least find others to testify about this. There's this weird gift that you and I get to have in our know that allows us to know just how dependent, oh my goodness, how dependent we are on Christ Jesus, how much we need him because of how weak we are. This is both humbling but also amazing because within this weakness becomes this revelation of who Jesus is, the refuge that he is. We get to experience him in a unique way. Why do you think Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes says these things? Let me read it to you. If I, ha- I, I think I do have the time. Thank goodness. So Matthew 5, I'm just going to read you the first part. If I talk fast, it's not because I'm, it's just because of the time. So he says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who are hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. I'm sure that if you have been given a no, you can see yourself in that description. There is a promise that you and I get to have in Christ. Now, does that mean if you're watching this and you're an onlooker and you haven't been given a no, that you can't have and hold on to those promises? Of course not. Of course you can have the depthness of intimacy that that those of us who have been given a no have. But I'm just saying that within the experience that we have, As much as it sucks and as much as it's difficult, there is this almost undertone of gift that we get to have 
in Christ because we get to know him and be so dependent on him because we know that we have nothing else. You know, it's hard to, it's almost like, it's like the, it's the first world problem with provision. It's like who needs to depend on Jesus? If you have a nine to five job, it's harder to trust that God is providing for you when you know you have the physical ability to get the money. But if you are in a situation where you have no way of having the resources or the finances that you need, there's something about in that moment that you uniquely really get to see the dependency that you have on Jesus to provide. I know that's like maybe not the greatest example and there's probably ways to poke holes in it, but I hope you hear the essence of what I'm saying. It's not that the person who has the nine to five, so to speak, Oh man, this is such a bad analogy, but that's okay. It's not that the person who has the nine or five doesn't have the ability to depend on Jesus for provision. It's just that it might take actually more work for them to get that dependency than it would be for the person who has nothing and has nothing else to hold on to. And in the same way, how I'm relating this is that for those of us who have been given a no, there is something about this suffering and this pain that when given to Jesus and doing these things. It takes time to get to this point. It's taken me so many years to get to this point. Oh my goodness, let me just slow it down. It has taken me so many years to get this point to this place in my life where I can be thankful for what I have within the context of it still sucking and difficult and me still having questions and me still having doubts. And because this is the internet, I'm not gonna go into my examples of that. Just trust me when I say I have my doubts, I have my questions. I am not saying my peace that I have is not uh, one that is in my understanding. The peace that I have is not found in my understanding of why I have what I have. So please do not listen to this episode as an ex- explanation of why you have what you have. Oh man, I, I really, uh, I just want to make that clear before we wrap this up. Because what I am trying to say is there is an invitation for you and I within our suffering, within our pain, to have this intimacy with the Father that's so unique and so beautiful and so amazing. Now, let me encourage you, if you are not in that place right now with your not yet, it, it, it takes time. It's taken me many years to get to this place. And it doesn't mean that I've made it. I haven't. Of course, if you've been listening to the series, you can see <laughs> I have not figured it all out yet at all. I'm on this journey. It is not a destination. It is a journey with Christ. And so what I'm hoping you hear in the context of the 14 conversations or 13 conversations we've had together now, that behind this no is an invitation for you and I to have a beautiful, intimate relationship with Jesus because we know that we cannot do this without him, not just in theory, but literally with our life. It's way easier to use coping mechanisms and other things to deal with this no. So I hope you're feeling encouraged today and that you have an awesome Uh, that you have a good day. (laughs) Bye. Well, thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope something in this has encouraged you. And uh, if you're wanting to stay connected, the best way to do that is through subscribing to the podcast channel on whatever platform you're listening to. Though, to be honest, if you haven't 
if I haven't already given this update, I should let you know that this next episode that I'm doing will most likely be the last one for season two for a while. And so if you're wanting to stay up to date on what's going on with this podcast, or if you're looking for more content, if you don't know already, I'm actually stepping back into school and going for my Masters of Divinity, which I'm super excited about. And so part of this Instagram page is going to be me uh, doing sermons like this that I will try to put onto the podcast, but it'll mainly be me sharing content and the things that I'm learning through my process in school and with the house church that Carolee and I are a part of and all those different things and so if you're wanting to follow my journey in that the best way to do that is on the JMP cast Instagram page and again one day I will probably do a season three but for now there's just too many responsibilities that I'm stepping into that this is going to be the final series for season two as far as I know unless God says something different and so yeah I hope that this has been encouraging for you and that Um, you hear this invitation for intimacy even through our suffering even through our no have a great day